All right, all right, all right. Jack in the back is here today for the Colin Thompson Show. We have a special guest, uh, Dan Brunskill, joining us. The two episodes this week, for those that did not hear the one on Monday, check it out. It was with Harry Mays, who's a Philadelphia kind of sports media legend, covered Temple football for years, doing sideline uh, reporting. I I uh, replaced him when he broke his ankle a couple years after that. I did that for three years as well. Harry's been a mainstay in Philly um, for a while when it comes to the media perspective. He's got a podcast podcast with us called Ah Geez with Jason Martinez, who's another mainstay in Philadelphia media. It does a bunch with the Philadelphia Flyers. They just have a funny show. Harry joined us to talk about this past weekend, the divisional round, what to look forward to, the championship round. Talk a little um, Temple Hoops, a little bit of everything. And then, of course, the big episode attached to it, about an hour with Rashid Bailey, Division Three, Delaware Valley University, all the way to the NFL, two CFL Grey Cup championships, an unbelievable guy, um, someone that you're going to hear a lot more about and hear a lot more from here at Not For Long Media moving forward. He's a stud. Um, and then today we got Dan Brunskill, who has played – you know, I think almost 40 starts uh, in the NFL when he was in the AAF. We were in the AAF together, found ourselves uh, drinking at a bar together, having a couple beers after a game when we beat them on a walk-off field goal. Nick Novak, boom, drilled it in the char- his former Charger Stadium to beat the San Diego Fleet when I was with the Birmingham Iron. Uh, we had a plane issue, and I talk about this more in the episode, but had a plane issue, boom. Uh, they said, you know, they're going to stay the night in San Diego. And we were thrilled, of course. So went out with the team, had a great time. And then Dan and I found ourselves just drinking, having a good time, telling stories. Former tight end, turned offensive lineman, now plays next to Mike McGlinchey, who, you know, I you know grew up playing sports against and with and and uh, know his family well, who's the right tackle for the Niners. Um, and then Christian McCaffrey, who's our running back, obviously in Carolina, who's with him now too. So a bunch of guys on that team we have relatability with. A bunch of guys on the Eagles team I have relatability with. So that's kind of who we're featuring this week and then with the Niners. So Dan's a great guest. But I've got a few minutes with Jack Connell. Jackie, how you doing, buddy? Oh, just splendid. You know, living the dream. Getting a bunch of work in on this very busy Wednesday. I don't know why Wednesdays are just the busy day, but apparently they are these days. We got a burn and churn before the weekend. All the work's done on Mondays. Yeah, Jack kills it for the Ross Tucker show. He kills it for our show, too. He he holds the glue together down there at Penn State Abington Club Sports. Uh, he's an absolute stud. He's an absolute stud. But, Jack, I haven't asked you yet. Prediction for the Niners-Eagles game. What are your thoughts? I think San Francisco is going to do it on the road. I've said it before. I'm going to stick with my, my I want to say preseason, pre-postseason Super Bowl prediction. I said Chiefs, 49ers, 35-31 Kansas City. Now if Mahomes sprained ankle, I don't know if that's still going to be the case, but I'm going to ride with it. So, wow. Oh. I won't make you know me, Colin. I live and die by the take. I never stand down. Yeah. Well, you can give it maybe a little bit more juice on the show, too. It sounds like you're about to take a nap, Jackie Boy. <laughs> well, I'm um, juggling two hands. I got special. My dog is encroached on my studio. So I'm making sure he doesn't get in the trouble. I mean, I'm multitasking here. Great job, Jack. That's great. I mean, we, 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 I thought we were going to be able to clip it, make this big speech of what Jack thinks about the game. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to give a prediction on the game. But uh, you're not going to get a better football game than what you're about to see. A really good Niners team coming into probably the best home field advantage in the NFL, in my opinion, other than maybe Seattle or one of these dome teams like New Orleans when they're rocking and rolling. Um, Just tremendous place to play. Play there in college, uh, on the grass, two kind of old school NFL teams, two different offenses. The Niners, outside zone, play action, multiple things in the run game, the screen game, creativity, jet sweeps, motions, 
toss plays, big shots down the field, quick shots to IU, Kittle, obviously C-Mac, Juszczyk, Debo. They have an unbelievable O-line. Uh, so that's going to be a really cool matchup. Their defense is one of the best in the NFL. Their front seven is unbelievable. They have great players in their back end. So they're built tremendously. They're well coached on both sides of the football. An awesome GM. And you could flip the same thing to Philadelphia and say a lot of the similar things. Different offensive scheme, more of that kind of spread it out, catering to Jalen Hurts probably, offense with high-flying shots down the field and really an unbelievable run game in itself. Just a different run game, more inside zone, um, more pulling probably uh, with, with Kelsey and those guys on the move. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't watched enough. But uh, a fun high-flying offense of the Eagles and this high-flying defense of the Eagles, which – has an unbelievable record-breaking season with sack numbers and Asan Reddick, a former teammate of mine at Temple and Carolina Panthers, having a great year. So when it comes to storylines, this game is not short of them. It's going to be a blast to watch. I can't wait to see it. I'm working on getting there for the game. Um, but just high-flying talent, some of the best players in the NFL are going to be on this field, like a really big number of them. Like 40 of the top, probably 200 are on this field, it seems think- like. I think what he said is like 418. I don't know. I saw basically the 49ers and the Eagles that are like 90% of the Pro Bowl or Pro Bowl art, uh, <clears throat> alternate members this year for the NFC, which is insane. Really is. So I'm looking forward to the game just like everybody else. You know, we really haven't talked much about the Chiefs matchup, but again, this is like the Bengals team now. Like a couple of years ago, we're like dead as a door now. Joe Burrow gets hurt, tears his ACL when they draft him. They take Jamar Chase. He's like begging for him to take him. At least that's what the reports were. They go get some defensive players. They screw up the offensive line. People are playing great. Running backs, good. Good receivers, good tight end. Hayden Hurst has played fantastic. And, you know, a high-flying offense. Very similar to kind of what the Eagles are doing with their run game and their passing game and spreading people out a little bit and making people cover the entire field because they have great receivers, got a great O-line. And then the nine – I mean, obviously the Chiefs, you know, kind of probably the least talked about team at this moment of time. I would assume – because it's like almost like, hey, they've been here, they've done it for multiple years. And the Eagles have too, but the Chiefs have just been the kind of the team of the last five years. So we'll see what happens, Jack. You've got a great slate. I'm kind of bummed it's coming to an end, though. This is the most fun time of year for me because I get to watch all the games. I mean, from a work perspective, I'm looking forward to the end of it, but it's definitely going to be – it's weird because, like, I was talking about it somebody yesterday. I'm like, when we were watching Bill's Bengals, I'm like, this is the last time we're going to see one of these teams for, like, six, seven months, and it just feels weird. It seems like the season had just started. It seemed like it was only, like, a month ago. J.A. and I were down in good old South Carolina training camp, and now it's, the season's already done, which is just crazy to think about. And from a player's perspective, the middle to the end part of the year is so much fun. Holidays are around. Family's more around. The playoffs are right there. There's just more going on. You're through training camp, which is the hardest time of your life, <laughs> hardest time of your year. And then, you know, you're kind of through the early seasons. The pads come off later in the year. They're taking care of your body a little bit more. The games are, like I said, are more meaningful. You get those big divisional games. Um, so, you know, the end of the year is like a great time of year to just really dial in and and, and really kind of, kind of focus on just, hey, we're like one game away to, from the playoff spot. It's like right there. It's right in front of you. And now they're kind of ripping through it here in, in these last four teams. And we'll have the week off, and then we'll have the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a bummer it's over. But, hey, you know, that's a beautiful part of what we got going on with the media company here. We have so much stuff to talk about. We're pumping out two episodes a week, rocking and rolling, have some of the former teammates I play with in college at Florida, uh, college at Temple, guys I play with in the XFL, guys I play with in the NFL. 
Uh, we have a chiropractor coming on moving forward. We have like all these different people coming on. That's why we like to do it here. But we're going two episodes a week, probably through the Super Bowl, I would assume. Uh, maybe one or two next week. We got to figure all that out. We're still talking through it. But yeah, Dan Brunskill's joining us. Dan's an absolute just stud. Um, before we go, though, Jack, you had a big event tonight. Another Sixers game. How many times can James Harden pound the rock at the top of the key and give a Joel Embiid an alley oop with no one contesting him? Yeah, we got Sixers. Well, at the time, it's recording at Sixers Nets tonight, which is hopefully, if everybody plays, it'll be the first matchup between Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons since the trade, oh. which is. It will be fun to watch, see how that goes, if it'll be a clean game or any interactions or whatnot. It's, it's a like over so quick. It's like, is that still drama? It's not even drama anymore. Not really. Nobody's really talking about it. It's just it's something just like, over. but it's a shame. Kevin Durant's obviously still out with his MCL sprain. I believe it is. So we won't be able to watch him. But I saw, my thing is I want to see at least every star player once. And we were able to see KD when he was on like that Hamptons five Golden State team in 2017. So I'm not too worried about seeing him. The only ones I got left is we have Luka Doncic, who we'll see this season. And then I really I have I've yet to see LeBron somehow. I've seen like every other player except LeBron and then Victor Wembenyama next year. Those are the kind of like the three that I want to check off. There you go. And maybe Bronny James in the future. Junior. He's not gonna well, we'll talk about I don't think he's gonna be he'll make it to the league because of he's a he's a James, and he'll probably be as he's He's a second-round pick. I mean, the main thing the NBA said around him is he's going to get drafted because LeBron has already openly said, whatever team drafts my son, I will go to. So any team so – basically going to take him with the first pick. I wouldn't say first pick, but I would see him being like a first-rounder because if it's LeBron, I mean, he's still putting up – I think he's averaging like 30-plus points per game over the last two months, which is insane. So he'll be probably a year or two older, just as good because he's shown no sign of slowing down. So – yeah, I mean, if he's keeping this up, a complete top 10 pick, and it's just because they want LeBron senior, which is weird to say senior with him. I don't know. but Well, there's your only NBA scoop from Not For Long Media here until Jack Burst and NBA show. Uh, that is it. Guys, awesome weekend of football. Hope you guys enjoyed. Stay safe. And, uh, just, oh, man, get out there in Sam Bone. Check out that podcast. You got two girls, one league. Uh, they're killing it. Breaking bats, killing it. Uh, what else we have, Jack? You, Colin Thompson show, and Ah Geez with ah, Harry Jays and Jason Ramitidis. We got a whole media company here rocking and rolling. So check out something for everybody here. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the Dan Brunskill interview. As always, we'd like to thank all of our sponsors and everybody who supports our podcast here at the Colin Thompson Show. Brought to you by Not for Long Media. Special thanks to our friends over at the Original Fudge Kip- Kitchen. Shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. Nothing beats the fresh saltwater taffy and the creamy fudge of the original Fudge Kitchen located all up and down the Jersey Shore and conveniently located uh, online at fudgekitchens.com. Literally shipping it across the country. I shipped some fudge to somebody today with a wish wrap, which is like a Snuggie, a onesie uh, type vibe. Great for the kitchen. Great for being outside. Really warm and comfortable. Um. And I put the order in and boom, got the email about, I don't know, 15 minutes later that it's already shipped. So they are killing it at the original Fudge Kitchen. Again, fudgekitchens.com. Shout out to our friends at Actions Over Words, just supplying us here with just great gear and a really charitable, philanthropic company that we love to support, actionsoverwordsapparel.com. Check out uh, SeatGeek, guys. If you're going to a game, lots of games to go to this time of year, promo code Colin Thompson, 
20 bucks off your tickets, $50 or more. We used those for the Maryland basketball game last week. Um, shout out to SeatGeek for always helping us out. Love using their app. Love what they got going on over there. Shout out to our friends over at Som Sleep, the best natural sleep drink on the product. Som Sleep. Get Som Sleep. Promo code Colin for 10% off your order of Som Sleep. Again, thanks everybody for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the Dan Brunskill interview. All right, so we got an old buddy of mine. I think we can call ourselves buddies. It's, uh, we were out one night drinking together. Dan yeah. Brunskill, Dan Brunskill, 49ers offensive lineman. How you doing, man? Good, how about you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. So, quick story for the listeners. I'm wearing the Birmingham Iron jacket today. I had to put it on. I'm sweating my ass off wearing the jacket, but I was like, what, what memorabilia can I wear today for the show? And uh, so the Birmingham Iron go out west. They take on the San Diego fleet in the AAF that I was only a part of for like two weeks at that point of a time. I wasn't part of training camp and that whole deal. And uh, we played the fleet. We won on a walk-off kick. The plane had issues. We stayed the night and then went out with the San Diego team. So we're drinking, having a good time. I find myself pairing off with a couple of like – guys from different team were all over like the whole group was go somewhere it's like a i think it was saint patty's day it was saint patty's day and yeah, uh no, dan and me, yeah and then dan and i found ourselves late night just crushing beers sitting together and being like oh dude what are we doing in our careers like i'm a former tight end i'm a tight end you're a former tight end turn offensive lineman and then here you are man like almost 40 nfl starts later like what a crazy grind it's been for you yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been wild. Uh, it's been the AAF ended up working great for guys like us. Uh, I mean, gave us opportunities to go to the NFL, find a different team, you know, have a good fit, and uh, that's what it took for me for sure. Like, I mean, when I was in Atlanta, I was pretty much just a practice squad guy. They kind of just saw me as that, and then I kind of chose not to sign the futures there, and then ended up going to the AAF, getting some film, and then to be able to come back and go you know go to the nfl not only just make an active roster but then you know start some games it was it was just you know like the jump start to my career that i needed so that was huge but yeah speaking of the uh back in the day shoot i forgot about that the uh the aaf you guys stand that's what one thing that was cool about that league it was kind of more just laid back and just to go to the bar drink some beers with the guys i mean you can definitely call us buddies because i mean if you have a beer together you got to be buds yeah, so. we're definitely buds. And we've stayed together on Instagram and, you know, going back and forth on things and with each other luck. And, yeah, I remember telling that – I tell that story all the time to people. Like, we were just begging to stay over. I remember uh, Mike Dunn, another player out of that league. Our whole offensive line went to the NFL yep. that year. Mikey Dunn, he's with the Browns, a um, bunch of guys. But I remember sitting like – yep, JC, Pittsburgh. Um, we had two guys go to Carolina that aren't there anymore. But I remember sitting on the side, like, where the bus is loaded – and being like, whoa, I love Birmingham. Loved you guys. It was a great city. But, man, we're leaving San Diego. Oh, man, these guys are fortunate to be able to play here. <laughs> and then literally group text comes through. We're standing the night. Get on the bus. We're going to the team hotel. I was like, oh, let's go. Let's go. So we tore it up. We had a great time. We were out in uh, PB. No, and, was- yeah. So uh, we're a little <laughs> we're a little spotty with the Wi-Fi. We're pulling through here. How um, dude, talking about the Niners. I mean, like literally, dude, you couldn't go into a better fit for like you as a player, as a former tight end. Like, you know, you play tackle, but you're not. You know, you're a big guy. 
six five, but you're not like Trent or Mike. These guys are ridiculously big. Uh, so it's like the perfect yeah. fit for you in that scheme. You know, talk about the scheme, talk about Coach Shanahan and how it all works well for you. I mean, it worked out great, like you said, uh, to go to a team that like expects athletic offensive linemen, guys that can move well, the guys that can run, that like really fits in with that zone scheme. Uh, that was a, just an amazing fit for me to go to. And then, I mean, Kyle's amazing. He draws up some crazy plays. I mean, he, he goes to the point where he's drawing up, like, I mean, there's some wild stuff that we're putting out there. And, you know, most people would just look at that and laugh, but it's kind of just super innovative. Um, and, and it's just great for our offense because it presents a lot of challenges for uh, d- opposing defenses to cover. And uh, it really gets us going. So it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. And, and I mean, this is a great team to be around, just the, the camaraderie in the locker room. Like everybody's a brotherhood here, and that's that's what makes this place amazing. You guys have been around each other for a while. You've won a lot of games together, been a Super Bowl run together, and especially the you know the O line unit there. Especially you and Mike really have been there for a while. And I know Mike obviously growing up down the street from each other. Mike's been on the show, uh, played up youth sports against Mike growing up. I'm talking about Mike McGlinchey here for those that are tuning in. Right tackle the Niners, but you know. I watch your guys' games every week on film because I want to see what Kittle and the tight ends are doing. There's so many different things that they do and the motions and the shifts and how they align and when they're coming back across the formation and all that stuff. But I think the coolest part for me is like how you guys run power out of one formation and then the next same formation you're running outside zone, right? You guys probably call it Waz. I don't know what you guys are calling it, but you're calling outside zone out of it. Like how much fun is it for you and how much of an advantage is it for you against the defensive line that, you know, there's some teams like we're a duo team, right? You maybe mix in a little outside zone, but you guys truly run so many different things. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what gives us so much of an advantage because our outside zone sometimes we'll run a like a deuce block that you'd have on power or like a B block you'd have on the backside of outside zone. And to the defense, it looks like the same thing. And unless they can see the pulling guard or like, I mean, it's happening so fast that, you know, they can't tell the difference sometimes. So it helps us get a, like, extra wash, get guys moving. Defense linemen are looking like <laughs> they're trying to chase down, like, the backside of an outside zone. All of a sudden, it's powered right up the right up their ass. So that's kind of, like, the best part of it. Uh, they can't tell what we're running. Um, I mean, we'll run duo plays, too. It's, like, just another play just to get a quick hitter. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll sprinkle in so many different things. It's, it's amazing. And, and then – uh, if they try to overplay our outside zone, um, we can hit inside zone. So that was one of our big plays for uh, this last game against the Cowboys was, I mean, they were doing a great job taking away our outside zone, trying to stop us from running the ball. They they were able to key guards on pulling uh, gaps game. So then, you know, they were able to stop those plays. And then it wasn't until we got to like our inside zone or plays where it's like it's somewhat power but without a pulling guard. Those are the plays that were hitting because – there was nothing for them to tell the difference from the two. And then it was really able to get those linebackers to slow down. So then when we got back to the outside zone, it would actually hit a lot better because the backers weren't flying over the top, just taking it away. Yeah, there's so much that they, they do, guys that are listening, that it all looks the same, but it's completely different in the run game. It's, it helps you guys in pass protection. It's, it's fun. I watch it every week. It's like my entertainment on Thursday when I'm eating my breakfast and I'm in the tight end room and I'm like, okay, I watched – all the tape I need to watch on the other team. It gets exhausting. Let me, let me learn some things about other teams you're doing. Um, 
that helps me. Let's let's transition here. I was just kind of thought about this question, but guys around the league that you like watching, I was like, I turn on and watch Kittle, like everybody for every tight end should. That's that's listening. That wants to. That's not going to be Travis Kelsey. Should be watching George and should be watching your guys. And I watch a lot of different guys, but used to be Witten. Um, I like Chris Manhurts in, in Jacksonville, like the guys that block and can, and then that do both. But guys around the league and maybe schemes that you like watching. Um, I mean, shoot, I like watching a lot of different tape. I mean, every team they just change like throughout the years. Um, one guard I like that's just a beast is like Brandon Sheriff. He's he's amazing to watch. He's got some great play. Um, he's just such a beast. To, you know, he he does everything right. Uh, and I mean, he, that's why he's been the top guard in the NFL for a long time. Um, another, uh, I like watching Buffalo. Um, they got some really guy, good guys that play hard. One thing I like about watching them is that like, I'm an undersized offensive lineman. I'm not, you know, the strongest out there. Um, so like I was watching guys that are kind of like somewhat the same as me where they're, you know, they're in a scheme that kind of runs the ball or is trying to move. Um, so I like watching Bates and like Saffold over there. Um, mm-hmm. these, you know, they present the same thing. They're not guys that are going to, you know, blow you out of the water, like how great blocks they're making, but they're also, they're guys that consistently do their job and do it well. So I like watching those guys at Buffalo. Um, uh, I mean, I try to try to find guys that are kind of similar to me. There's, uh, um, I watch, uh, Seattle sometimes because they're starting to get like an outside zone game going. Um, some of the stuff that they do. Uh, I love watching the Saints. Uh, I watch uh, their inside three are, are very similar to us. Their their offense is similar to us. So I like watching the way they go. Um, uh, trying to think of other teams that I, I consistently watch. No, that's a good list, man. Uh, that's a good runoff there. I, I bait, So Bates and, yeah. Bates and McGlinchey like legitimately grew up together and played on the same like youth sports teams and all that stuff. So I don't know if you know that. Um, and then, uh, yeah. yeah. So Bates and I, like Bates, I, we like, I see him in Key West every year. Like he's the man, Ryan's the man and got paid a bunch there. Good for him. And then Salford's good. He was in Tennessee before, man. They were fun to watch too with their wide zone stuff. Um, outside yeah, zone stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no, mainly like, it right. seems like he's not many teams will run the outside zone. So that, that's what, like one of the hard things is like, especially compared to us because we're like when we run outside zone, I mean, it's going outside, it's going out fast. Like we're trying to get the edge. A lot of teams will run outside zone, like kind of like the Rams, they'll run it, but it's a lot to cut back. So like m- more teams I can watch like Tennessee, Seattle starting to do it. Uh, uh, Saints do it a lot. Um, the Texans do it. So like I try to watch those teams because that's the most similar to us. And then that way we can, you know, get ready for the week. Those are the best teams to watch for like game plan stuff. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You got to watch the similar tape. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot with the. I think everybody runs wants to run outside zone, but do you have the reps? Do you have the alignment? Yeah. Do you have the back? Do you have the quarterback that can handle the checks and all the things that come with it? Um, yeah, there's a lot to it. That's going to be a big thing for you guys this week. Yeah, that uh, ends like the most it. important part. Yeah, dude, like, it really uh, is. So you appreciate you you appreciate you appreciate the position. Well, I mean, shoot, like. I mean, I was a tight end, but at the end of the day, if you want to run outside zone, the only way you can do it, like you can't always just run it to the open side just because 
it's just tough. It's tough sledding. And you can't just release the tight end and let them just go block a DB because, you know, they'll set the edge just as easy on an open side run as they do when you release the tight end. It's like literally if you have the tight ends to block it, that's the one where you're going to actually capture the edge. And so those are they're the most important part for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. You guys got the guy that does it. I think far and away, he's the best tight end in the league. This is not fantasy football, folks. I've said it on the show before. George plays the position the way it's supposed to be played. The, the offense helps him do it, but man, oh man, he's he's a freak, man. I'm a huge fan. Let's transition. Yeah. I got to ask you about my boy. What's it been like with C-Mac in the building? That guy's different, huh? Oh, yeah, no. Freaking Christian. I mean, he's an amazing guy. I mean, you could tell he's going to fit in like great here because the first day he got here was a Friday before we were playing the Chiefs on Sunday. And literally, he stayed in the building till like 11 o'clock to get as many of the plays like down as he could. He was studying all night and then literally got back in the morning like at like 6 a.m. and then stayed the next day, Saturday, till like 10. Like he was literally studying the whole time just to make sure he could play in the game. Like he was doing everything he could. So, I mean, you knew right then and there, like, this guy's going to be a beast for us. And then he's just consistently gone out. And I think what sets him apart from other backs is not only can he run the ball, not only can he get the edges, like, running the game, but uh, his pass game, I mean, he's just as good as any receiver out there. And he's got some great hands. I mean, there was a catch in the Dallas game that was just literally me and Mike just turned to each other and is like, you know, that's a baller play. Like, the fact that he caught that ball, like, it's so, like, you know, he's just – He's such a good playmaker on, on, you know, pass and run that it, it, it's just a great weapon to have out there. No doubt. And I always say to people, I, I think he's the best player in the NFL. And 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 everyone says, whoa, like that's a hot take. But I don't know, man. I think what he does, I mean, you guys have a lot of some of the best players in the NFL <laughs> with, with a couple of players on your offensive line, a couple of players in your defensive line. Debo, there's a lot of really special talent there. It's good for you guys, man. Um that's awesome. What's San Fran like? I spent some time out there, um, you know, but you like you like living in the city like, or where are you at? Are you in the suburbs? Like, how's that go? What's like the player location compared to the city? And then what's the city like? Okay, so the player location, it, we're down in the Silicon Valley. So we're like South Bay and San Fran's up north. So it's about an hour away, uh, depending on traffic, I guess. Uh, but I mean, the city's cool. It's got like, I mean, it's I, I'd say it's kind of like a tourism city. I mean, you got the Fisherman's Wharf, you got the bridge, um, you know, you got uh, the, I forgot what the the winding road was, um, but I mean, like the houses up on the hill, like, it, I mean, it's a beautiful city, city. you got the redwoods, um, and there's so much to do around here. I think what sets it apart from other places, like, you can drive to Tahoe, and you know, in a, like, I think it's about four hours, you can go to Yosemite, you can go to Santa Cruz on the beaches, I mean, you have so many different options of things that you can do within less than like four hours or less that you can do so much. And I think that's what makes this area great. And then also the weather is just amazing. I mean, we're playing a game where it was like maybe a cool, crisp, like 50 degrees. Like, I mean, it wasn't that bad. And then you, you look at the Bengals and the Bills game and it's like literally snowing. And so it's just like, it, it's kind of that, you know, the weather that we have to play in. Um, and then just a great fan base. So, I mean, the city, the city's cool. It's got great food, it's got a lot of different, uh, um, food options that you can do. So that, I mean, you can never get, go wrong with what type of food they got around here. Um, and then down by like the players we're in like Silicon Valley, San Jose, Santa Clara area, 
um, kind of a lot of businesses around here. So it's more to do up in the city, but I mean, still you're so close to be able to do anything. It's like, you know, you got, you got a lot of options. So it's a pretty cool place. What was San Diego state like, man? That's some of the best weather in the world. That had to be some good times, man. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, I, I mean, San Diego is probably the best city I've ever been in. Like it's, it's freaking amazing. The, the weather's like 70 degrees average year round. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, and then just San Diego state was just an awesome school. So much to do. I mean, you can go get out of class and within like 15, 20 minutes, you could be at the beach. Um, just hang out. I mean, there's, there's a lot of cool things in that area. Uh, great place. And I can't wait that they got this new stadium. So before we were trying to fill up Qualcomm. So, you know, games weren't super like amazing just because you have a 90,000 or like I think it was 75,000 person stadium to fill. And, you know, I mean, we were a good team, but we weren't like crazy. And then, so like it didn't look as good, but now with them having like a 45,000 stadium, they can definitely fill that up. And I think the environment's going to be sick. So I can't wait for, for San Diego state football because it's going to keep getting better and better. Yeah, man, I'm bummed. Night to night temple football, you know, we're kind of in the same arena of the college football level there. A lot of NFL guys out of both schools, great competition. Yeah. It's it's a bummer, man, because they had the opportunity to do the same thing. And now we play where you're about to play this weekend, where the Eagles play. And we've had some games. We sold it out versus Penn State. We sold it out versus Notre Dame. But, you know, you play Tulane and there's like 15,000 people in the stadium and it's it's a bummer. So good for you guys, man. That's great. As we wrap things up, I mean, playing the Eagles this week, you're playing in Philly. You know, everyone's going to talk about it's a tough place to play and all this stuff, but really you're not worried about that for you. They got a hell of a D-line. They got a hell of a defense. They're a really good football team. You've played them before. You've played there before, I'm assuming. I'm going to throw a stab at it. Um, you know, what's it like playing there, and what are you looking forward to this weekend matchup-wise for you guys in the middle? Yeah, no, I, uh, I played there um, last year. We played uh, early in the season. And then I've also went with Atlanta when I was on practice squad, and that was a playoff game. That was actually the year uh, Philly won the Super Bowl. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely like the stadium's going to be loud. I mean, their fans are crazy. They're, they're wild. Uh, you know they're going to show up. And so it's going to be a great atmosphere to be in. Uh, and then, I mean, their team, I mean, they're stacked. They, they, the fact that they got 70 sacks on the year, that's an outrageous number. I think the record's like 72. And for them to almost obtain that, like, I mean, that's even with 17 games, that's like four, over four sacks a game or something like that. I mean, it's, that's ridiculous. Like the, the fact that they're putting up that number and then also like the corners they have behind that, like the secondary um, to back up those guys. I mean, they're, they're a tough challenge. And then their offense, they I mean, they're getting yards. They have one of the better lines in the, the league. Um, really respect those guys. Love watching those guys. Um, they're a little different offense than us, but they're still like some some great players. So I mean, I like that. I watch Lane and Jay uh, all the time. Um, but uh, they're uh, I mean they're a tough team, so it's going to have to come down to like turnovers. You're going to have to protect the ball um, and penalties. You got to be smart. You know, you can't be getting penalties, killing drives. And then it's going to come down to who plays football. I think the bet, like, you know, the way it's supposed to be, um, no negative plays and, and just keep moving the ball. Because I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, those guys play super hard and they're rolling right now. They got 
they're fine on all cylinders. And I think, I think our last game versus the Cowboys wasn't our best game and we can definitely come out better. Um, but I mean, it's going to be a fun atmosphere. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a tough challenge. I mean, those guys up front, I mean, they're, they're great players. I respect the hell out of them. I've played them a few times. I know it's never an easy challenge going against them. So, I mean, we just got to be on point, do our thing. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to play our hardest and see what happens. But, uh, I mean, we get we got a chance to, to do something great. And I think all of us in our locker room are just sitting there. You know, we, you know, we know our back's against the wall, and you just got to play your heart out. How many tickets is McGlinchey buying this week? Is he playing for free? It's got to be. Shoot, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, he's got his whole family. Uh, I mean, his girlfriend's going to probably come out. I, I wouldn't doubt, like, her family probably comes with. Uh, I mean, I mean, all his friends and everything, like, his buddies are in that area. I mean, he's going to have a huge, huge fan base in itself. So <laughs> it's going to it's gonna help us because, you know, the more Niners we can get over there, the better and uh, even it out a little bit. Well, I think I'm going to be in the building. I'm, I'm working on it. I want to, you know, come see you guys. Come see C-Mac, Mike, you. I know a bunch of guys on the team. So I will not be wearing Niners red, but I will be quietly <laughs> clapping. Uh, yeah. And for those going that are Niners fans, do not wear red. I promise you it will not go well. It is not the right decision. Um, <laughs> as we wrap things up, I, I thought I was going to wrap it up before, but I'd be crazy if I didn't ask you about Purdy, man. You have any stories for this guy? I mean, to come in and do what he's done? I mean, Rock Purdy, what a, what a... he's a legend. The dude, I mean, he, he works hard. That's one another thing. Like, you know, you knew he was going to be the guy uh, um, coming in. Because, I mean, he was one of those rookies that just didn't cr- take crap from anybody. I mean, you, I mean, as older guys, you're always getting on the rookies and, you know, he stood up for himself. So you knew right away, you know, he had, you know, he had a, like a backbone to him that you know, that's for a quarterback. You always need that. And then uh, just, uh, I mean, like Christian, when he came in, like the work he was putting in, Rock was the same guy. I mean, we went to Colorado and this is before, I mean, he was starting. He ended up, he was at the backup at the time because Trey was hurt, but uh we were playing poker one of the nights because we have an extra night. And, and the reason we were staying in Colorado was to get ready for Mexico city's altitude. So we stayed the week out there. Um, and, uh, I mean, we would ask him to come play poker a couple of times later in the week because he played earlier. And then he, uh, he said, nah, guys, I gotta go study. So, I mean, the amount of work he put in just to, to get ready, it was, was amazing. And then, uh, our, uh, Halloween party is freaking hilarious. Because uh, him and his roommates dressed up as the three things. So they're wearing these like giant red onesies with this ugly blue hair. And they're just running around at a, like a bunch of tequila shots. And all of a sudden you see Purdy up on the bar and he's like shouting, going to the Super Bowl. And so, I mean, the dude's a freaking legend. And just some of the stuff he does is, is just hilarious. And uh, I think he's going to be an amazing player. And he, he's got some grit to him, and he and he balled out. And that kid, uh, and he's got no fear. And so I, I love watching him play. I love blocking my ass off for him because, I mean, he's a guy that you can just definitely just get behind. And uh, he, he's doing so much that, you know, you just got to do everything you can to give him a, give him a chance, and he's going to make plays. That's awesome. I we appreciate the stories, man. That's the good stuff. That's the stuff you always remember. That's the fun. That's what makes it all this craziness worth it. So, dude, I wish you nothing but the best of luck. 
Uh, always cheering for you on and off the field and, and, and all the guys out there. So tear it up, man. Safe travels uh, out east and good luck this weekend. All right. Thanks, brother. Coming from a time where kids think they're gangsta Talking like a dog but they're living in New Hampshire I'm the only one playing the game in the winter Waiting for the summer gonna be the epicenter